This is Thought and Leaders. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome, actually, to this, the first episode of our revised name for this podcast, which is Thought and Leaders. And what a leader we have with us today. We have got from Red Brand and Specialist Speakers, Anthony Veach. Hello, Jonathan. Tony, Tony. I've been in live event now, Jonathan, for 25 years and more. So right now, yes, I'm a director with Specialist Speakers. Uh, we like to say that we are the leading speaker bureau in business, technical, in economics, in politics. Uh, I'm also a live event producer. So Tony, talking about live event, surely this is a time when, when it comes to events that most communications are going from face to face to remote, is it not? I think a lot of people have now understood the capabilities of remote working. But at the same time, uh, it's going to show the limitations of remote working. We're all watching lots of screens at the moment. And maybe 25 years ago, people thought that one day, everybody in the knowledge industries, everybody who didn't go outdoors to work would be doing what we're doing now. It was that broadband would, would liberate us from the, from the chains of place. Well, you know, here it is keeping us all in our place and locked up for a little bit longer in our, in our homes. Uh, by the time uh, this uh, podcast goes out, a lot of the audience uh, will be back at work. Uh, theory goes that we will all have learned to work remotely, to work via webcast. We can all Zoom around the place. I remember I, Zoom. By the way, I remember Zoom lollipops. That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, did it go orange? Pink? That's it. That's yeah, the one. <laughs> it looked like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it was... <laughs> It's Thunderbirds made of sugared ice, I think. But going back to a more serious yeah. point, humans are social animals, you know, and yep. they won't change. And so, I mean, really, do you think this is going to be something that sticks? Uh, yeah, part of it will stick and part of it won't stick. Uh, and eventually the market, and as you say, the eternal verities, how human beings um, really work, um, you know, at... Um, at a fundamental level, uh, we'll sort out what it's used for and what it's not used for. But when we get back into the world, it won't be used for everything because in all distant comms, the message is, um, is abridged. Some data's missing. Now, hopefully lots of noise is taken out, but signal's taken out as well. So, you know, we're only working in two dimensions when we're in Zoom or WebEx or whatever we're in. Um, they come cheap. Three come with a heavier price tag. That's a premium product. Uh, so what's the difference? What's the differential? Well, you know, it's one where one can understand what's going on. You're in the room. You've gained cues. There's a subtlety of message. It's not available on the phone, although the phone is actually the phone has been great during this time. Um, not available via email, smoke signals, Morse code, Zoom or whatever. Um, it's all the cues that we get from face-to-face uh, -face contact. Let me tell you about um, Mark Changizi, Professor Mark Changizi, who reckons that surgeons should operate on naked patients. Surgeons are able to fully understand what's going on if they get all of those color micro cues. 
which mm. they possibly don't even understand that they're receiving themselves, but certainly wouldn't be available via mm. any sort of system where, for instance, uh, you, you, you can't control uh, the color and it's it. It's in someone else's hands. You can't get, for instance, also the olfactory cues. And there are so many cues in face-to-face -face communication, which we probably don't, not only do we not realize we're getting them, we may not even know their names yet. You get that in the space, in the meeting space, and you don't get it, you can't get it via any sort of remote system. Do you think that events companies such as yours will start thinking about uh, holograms and stuff like that of speakers. And I think we're focusing far too much on what's on the stage there and not on the function of the event. Um, Rory Sutherland uh, suggested that the reason that everybody bought a dishwasher was because it was somewhere you could store dishes. Ah, not to do with the washing of the dishes. Well, yeah, okay, that's a nice thing, isn't it? Look, they wash the dishes as well. Sorry, and his point being, I'm losing this one. Well, the point is that this gentleman thinks that events are about who's on stage. And that events are about the people being there. They're about meeting each other. The, 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 the overt purpose of the product is they really buy it for networking. They're there for esprit de corps. They're there to, uh, to build their team. Um, you know, and, and what your company and what your because I've attended several of your uh, award ceremonies, um, you you create this amazing atmosphere, and that's what people are really buying into. Yes, you can have an amazing speaker. Yes, you can have an entertaining speaker. But more than that, what you're saying is it's about the atmosphere, well, isn't it? I th I think that obviously there's a spectrum, Jonathan, which goes from the truly informational at one end um, to you know the entertainment at the other end. Um, they always say there's two ways to, to buy a speaker. People will call us and say, I want Jonathan. I desperately want Jonathan on stage. We say he's too expensive for you. I need uh, a new bloody manager at this point. Yeah, don't okay. carry on. <laughs> Talk about it afterwards. Uh, or they say, hang on, I, I, look, I, I desperately need somebody next week to talk in Uzbekistan about Chinese currency. They want someone who is an expert in their field. If we look at the whole ecology of an event, it may well be um, that there are other ways of disseminating that information out with a conference. One of the reasons that they want a conference, and this applies to a lot of people in finance, is they want to get those people in the space because the sponsors want them there in the space. Uh, they want relationship, relationship. The, the relationships they want, most of all, uh, are, are face to face. Um, there, there is very often a further purpose to the event in getting people into the three-dimensional space. So do you find that clients are asking now for virtual events? Yeah, a whole load of publications, of, um, speaker bureau, um, media owners channels uh av houses they've all been suggesting that they've been desperately busy with um with a lot of online there is a huge amount of stuff out there it must be very difficult for you as a speaker bureau to start saying to people i want you to pay for this when it's i i mean really it's been like confetti out there with so much content isn't it from the point of view of an individual 
speaker, consultant, expert. Uh, if they have something which uh, is of value, which adds value for the for the customer, uh, then it still has value. They shouldn't be underpricing it. They're just doing it remotely. It would not have the same um, sticker price uh, because it doesn't include an awful lot of work. It doesn't include an awful lot of time cost. They're not going to have to go from wherever to the venue. So a lot of people, uh, Tony, are talking about flexi uh, working being, you know, the the norm. Do you think that um, you're going to be getting inquiries from clients who are going to say, look, we want the speaker, we think she's amazing uh, expert, but we want her to do it remotely and we're, we're, we're projecting onto a giant screen. If a speaker, if a performer has something uh, which is uh, useful, uh, then they shouldn't be underpricing it during this what is really a short time i think this time that we're going through it seems like weeks get shorter but the time itself is eternal you know it seems like there's been it's it's only been two months of this but uh, uh but it seems like it's been a couple of years yet monday to friday goes like that it's it's instant when we get to week one we got to week four five six seven People were finding that online comms, especially meetings, were pretty exhausting. They were Very finding exhausting. it difficult yeah. because um, because they weren't getting all the cues. They couldn't they couldn't act in a way which was quite natural. Um, a lot of companies will be using and have been using the idea of COVID to lay off people, quite frankly, because it's a great excuse to uh, get rid of what they would call dead wood. Now. Do you think that will also have an effect on the uh, events industry that people say, you know what, we can save money by not having to pay for uh, the speakers, flights, uh, hotel, this, that, and all the rest of it? Do you think that, that COVID will you know, make a big impact? If, if the economy is 90% or 80% of the size it was, then maybe you know, the industry will be 80% or 90% of the size it was pro rata. Would they start to move from live to uh, remote on cost grounds? Yes, I can see that they could, they will do that. Um, what they would not get is they would not get the ability to take someone aside and say, um, I would like to do this deal, or would you like to come and work with me? Or would you like to put a new enterprise together? Um, or what the hell is going on in your department? And all of those things which uh, can only work um, outside of the screen. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's very controlled uh, and the, the owner controls um, when we're looking at a screen. It, it's the old newsreader thing, you know. It's only when you're in the in the newsroom whether you know whether the newsreader is wearing trousers very so good. very good so yeah, yeah I, know, I know we're putting an, on a performance i know it's you know it, that event is theater um but it's uh, because it's three-dimensional and because it, it you know it's um it, it's human beings working much more randomly then much more many more random outcomes are possible much more serendipity is possible can you see uh, a future where you're going to have events with the speaker and the audience wearing masks? 
Uh, he, he, well, I'm sure that let, let me put it this let me put it this way, Jonathan. Um, you know, if if we are to poll the whole population of uh, you know of Earth, if we would, we can always find the outliers. Whether that would be an outlier or whether it would be a commonplace, right. I know not. Um, so I'm sure somebody's going to do that. Um, so are you going to have are you going to have on every table place because uh, I know that you do these big dinners as uh, you know in terms of your event are you going have, to have like, are you going to have a uh, a sponsored mask that you give to each person well eating is tricky <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have to give them a straw mind you save you on 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 um, on catering <laughs> um so I don't think it's possible for the industry um, to say what its protocols are going to be until we get uh, until we get guidance. So the big thing from uh, Red Brand's point of view, Tony, and especially Speaker's point of view, is will they come back? Will people come back? Uh, has there been any precedents that we can you know uh, refer to in terms of wow? Well, pandemics. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. Is there anything? Well, they, they always come back. Um, you must remember, Jonathan, that the, uh, the Roaring Twenties, uh, with all of its face-to-face uh, -face and its events, um, happened straight after the terrible Spanish flu pandemic that followed the First World War. Uh, the coronation of Charles I was interrupted by the plague. Wow, um, really? Yeah, and... and Apparently, I think he, it really didn't go very well. Not enough people turned up and he fined all his lords for not turning up. At that time, uh, the, there was compensation uh, for, the, for the event industry of the time. Um, the guilds got together and they compensated the, the queuemen, the, the barge men. Right. Um, they, were going, they would be transporting the guests. Um, they would have been one of the uh, principal trades involved in the event industry of the time. Uh, and uh, the, the London guilds um, clubbed together to, to save them. Uh, and so do you, think, do, you think, do you think that the government should be compensating uh, people who are working in the events industry? The event industry, because of its structure, um, has had... Um, possibly a, a rough deal especially some of the the nano companies some of the very small businesses uh, there are um there are people undertaking a lot of work at the moment in uh, trying to get the the treasury to understand some of the hardship that a lot of people are going through and they are that a lot of people's work stopped very suddenly the event industry exists in order to bring people together. Right now, the last thing we need is to bring people together. So the event industry is going to be the last out of lockdown. It's going to be after the pubs and restaurants. So once you guys come back, yeah. that's it. That, that's the I barometer. Think, I, I that's think, the bar. I think that's right. So in the meantime, in the meantime, your company, will it be offering more virtual stuff to just bridge 
Oh, we do offer that. virtual. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, of course we offer so, virtual. So tell us a little bit about what you're offering right now so that the listeners can, can cogitate that in terms of stuff that they could think, ah, we could get these guys involved. Yeah, I mean, we have, um, we have a speaker who will be speaking to 1,500 guests next week. Tell us what you can offer people right now in terms of virtual events and speakers. Uh, what we've done is we have partnered um, with people who have known how to do this and have grown uh, with doing this over 20 years. So you've so, got, so you've got, well, if people were to come to you, you've got not just the speakers, but you've got the actual experience on how to actually make this work. No, we, we, we will bring people in who have been you know, doing this stuff for since the since the 90s uh, and have uh, have invented it they've written it they've coded it i think there was a trade-off for people with zoom um it was very easy to use uh, it was very it's ux great user-friendly thing um i think that the security implications didn't bother people at the start in an emergency situation they bother people increasingly now um we would interface from zoom um to a to a very stable platform uh, uh and to yeah we could send that to as many people as you like how are people how do people contact you if they want to create something that they're going to remember whether it's going to be their employees or their partners or whoever it might be in terms of events how do they contact you tony do follow us uh, on twitter speaker underscore bureau that's it are you on um, are you on the almighty linkedin look for me anthony a n t h i couldn't remember myself there a n t h o n y <laughs> and if you're going to spell veach it's v e i t c h the e before the i v e i the e before the i you'll find us info specialspeakers.com go to the website please all right then so in that case thank you for thank you for tony from red brand and special speakers absolute pleasure uh to everybody out there remember business is business and business is in our hands and what we do with business well it really is up to us it's really up to you but let's do something a little bit to make this world a little bit of a better place. Until next time, speak to you soon. Thought and Leaders.